0: Okay, so this is, oh man, no, that is no, so bad. No, I'm
1: not gonna tell you when we're
2: actually gonna start. Well, party. no, you,
0: yeah, you don't have to tell me when we're starting. I'm just trying to figure out if this is close enough. Okay. Am I?
2: Are you okay with the headphones? Are the
0: are the decibels at a proper frequency? Do the do the Hertz match the <laughs> the voltage output?
1: So you're just pretending like you know. I, yeah. <laughs> It's like when Toshi pretended like he had seen Gilmore Girls by like, saying something like, "I just want Rory to be happy,"
0: <laughs> and it works every time. Every time, yeah, that's every all time. you need to say. That's all I need to say, and then people are like, yeah, "I just, I do I agree, just want yeah. Rory to be happy." <laughs> me too. Me too. You know, it's like in, if you're watching football, you say something like, "That'll move the chains," yeah. and people are like, "Oh, that guy knows what he's talking about." <laughs>
2: what about soccer what is your line to pretend um, that you know soccer let's see i mean foul i I mean foul
0: (laughs) or like as soon as somebody like rolls on the ground you're like oh they're floppy oh yeah oh gosh just stand up and then people are like yeah that guy knows
2: (laughs) sometimes they have a broken leg
0: (laughs) (laughs) i did actually that um i was watching the world cup the year that neymar broke his back and I saw so him go to the ground and I was like oh yeah, man stop because being he's such good a pansy at that. No, he, he's and he's terrible. so bad at flopping yeah. and he's I just he's good at
2: that yeah. yeah oh
0: sorry he's really good at flopping <laughs> he's good. And but the, he
2: doesn't know how to pretend that's the thing and
0: then and then yeah I, that, the one year that I was like man Neymar that was really bad and then yeah. like the news report was like yeah he broke his back and I was like oh geez okay <laughs> that one was for real okay
1: no. Wait, can i say one more
2: thing actually yeah. okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta get me in oh the airplane get... mode yeah you gotta oh, put your phone on airplane mode on yeah, airplane, airplane mode, mode. Yeah.
2: Okay. i did already
0: I, I was planning on checking my phone throughout so <laughs> is it okay i'm just gonna set it right here and i'm gonna have the mexico game going on. <laughs> so just like halfway through go! <laughs>
1: actually happened during sacrament meeting before like somebody was like yeah. watching it on their phone and yelled it like forgot that they were in public
2: <laughs> yeah it's a true and, story yep.
1: <laughs> no okay what I was gonna say um, okay do you remember during say conference today I don't know maybe you weren't paying attention but
0: <laughs> yeah, you noticed me fall asleep at one point huh?
1: <laughs>
0: I tried so hard <laughs>
1: Well, okay, one of the, I think it was the lady who spoke after you, actually, mm-hmm. she mentioned something like, we need to follow the savior and not follow like what we see on social media or follow podcasts. And Pete mm. like turns to me and like gives me the dirtiest <laughs> look.
0: <laughs> as he should, as he should. I made it a point not to listen to any of these podcasts before. <laughs> I don't believe in them. I just, you know... <laughs> but now you're gonna be a believer and you you know that's this is this is the chance Mm -hmm. you know i get to become converted to podcasts right so (laughs) at least to ours yeah yeah that is our goal (laughs) to convert people to
1: us
0: (laughs) well i mean i guess you know i mean i mean i understand where the thought process is coming from right like like it's you know i I even took one of the things that I said today from Elder Bednar from a podcast oh, really? and I debated sharing it. Cause I was like, well, technically, you know, it wasn't over the pulpit. Like it's uh, not something that's like direct doctrine or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's just something that, you know, Elder Bednar said and not that it's, you know, that he wasn't being guided and directed in that moment, but mm. I don't know.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. So I get where you can say like, well, like, don't, don't let the like things that you hear become doctrine, mm-hmm. right? And it's, but you can still listen to those things and get support and strength and things exactly, like that. Yeah. But just, just not letting those things become, you know, what it'll become like the scriptures or become like general conference right. talks, exactly. But yeah,
2: yeah. and, and uh, don't believe everything that you hear. That's the thing, you know. You need to look for your own revelation and and, and look at the right sources. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yes. And that, that's why I would put a disclaimer at the beginning of this one, just like like
2: don't believe be everything we Very weary say. of
0: this, <laughs> you know. He he's trying, but you know it's you know. Eh. Oh my goodness!
1: Okay, <laughs> should are we? Should we still carry on with this? I'm not sure we we invited the right person for this. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: just,
0: <laughs> I questioned let's it just, a
2: lot. Let's see if we can get something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll see if we can get some kind of spirit in here. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Consecrating Your Life podcast, hosted by me, Elena Aborto, and my mom, Reina Aborto. Today we are joined by my friend Toshi Sugiyama. Toshi is awesome. He is so genuine. He's so funny. He is a karaoke king, and he gives the best hugs. We love Toshi, and we're so excited to share this episode with you today. Actually, we should start by you introducing yourself to our listeners. Mm, yes. Okay.
2: Yes.
0: Who are you, Toshi? Tell yes. us. Who are am I, What are you
1: doing uh, here? Geez, well, <laughs> what
0: do you want? A lot of questions <laughs> that are really good. I've been debating. So um, my name is Toshi Sugiyama. I am from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I moved to uh, Idaho to do all of my schooling. I went to uh, BYU-Idaho to get my uh, undergrad in exercise science and then went to Idaho State to get my doctorate in physical therapy, um, and so now I treat concussion patients at, at a clinic called Cognitive FX. So.
2: Dang. Well, where does your last name come from?
0: It's Japanese. Okay. Japanese. And so um, my, uh, my real name is John, mm. but no one in my family liked the name John, so they cut off the <laughs> O in my middle name and called me Toshi. I tried <laughs> to go by John, it just didn't work. Um, <laughs> And so it's been fun at state conference or, you know, being in a, getting a state calling. My name has been mispronounced so oh, many times yes. that I don't know that anyone actually knows uh, what my name is at this point. The club. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love Japanese names. Does it yeah, have same. a meaning, your name?
0: Uh, we think it means Cedar Mountain.
2: Oh, okay. So
0: I think in Japanese you have to have like a, the kanji to okay. it. And so you have to know kind of what. The symbol looks like in order yes. to to know exactly the definition it but
2: it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful see there i, I just want to say that i i met um, toshi's parents even before i met him mm-hmm. they came to orem utah from michigan right mm-hmm. to serve a mission in orem yeah. and they were living in our world and i we, I love your parents, I have to tell you that. And I especially love your mom. Yeah. We connected very easily. Even though they were there just for a year, I remember they left right before COVID uh, hit. Yeah. Right?
0: Yep, they left right before COVID hit yeah. and moved down to Texas. But yeah. yeah, they loved it here. Yeah. But yeah. They're,
2: they're great people. I love them.
0: And they're good people.
2: Yes. <laughs> okay,
1: so you came and you wanted to talk to us about your life after your mission
0: yeah okay go for it where did I just you serve go for it where, I, oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry yeah where did you
2: okay. i don't know the whole story you know i it, already I know don't these know things it. and i forget <laughs> yes i yeah. don't know okay. so tell
0: me <laughs> uh so i served in the nevada las vegas west mission okay. back from 2010 to 2012 um and i loved my mission it was amazing there was um there was a lot of difficulties and things on my mission um, a lot of a lot of things that that happened while I was on my mission. That I talked to some people that served in my mission afterwards and years later, and they were just like, "You were there at that time. Like that was a really bad time to be there."
2: So what happened?
0: Uh, just a lot of you know some of the typical things. I think the bigger problem was that our mission was the whole west side of Nevada, mm. and so it's such a large area that the mission president was down in Vegas. And then, like a lot of those small towns, just you were completely by yourself, mm. and so a lot of a lot of things happened in those areas. And so, we probably had like thirty or more missionaries go home while I was on my mission. Well, yeah, so feel much. free to just delete all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, despite all of those things, I still loved my mission. I, I, I never felt the spirit more strongly when I was on my mission. Um, I just grew to love the, um, the first vision. Mm. I'd I would go to people's homes and I would share that first vision story, and it was just such a powerful, powerful experience to to share with other people. and And when people were receptive, they could feel just kind of that palpable spirit. Um, and when they weren't receptive, they would just be like, "Yeah, it's you know, great mm. to see you guys, you know." But
2: that's interesting.
0: But just I mean, I loved my mission and I didn't want to come home.
2: Mm. And uh,
0: I uh, I found that I'm very much the type of person that that wants to serve other people and, and be there for other people, because it's a lot easier to help other people than try to figure out my life mm. and my <laughs> problems. And so I went mm. on my mission thinking, uh, like, oh, I'm going to serve the Lord for two years, and... Uh, And like, he's going to bless me with all of my problems being fixed Mm. and I'm going to come back and I'm not going to have any of those like temptations or any of those problems that I used to have. And I'm just going to be perfect. It was, it was kind of a thing that I a thought process that I had. And I came home and I was like, oh no, they've just all been sitting there waiting Mm. for me to come back. And as soon as I came back and life started to happen again, I was, I realized I, I needed to kind of tackle a lot of these issues in my life. Mm but
2: so what happened after your mission
0: I you know my family we all we all when when we came back from our missions my family was just really dedicated and, and then we all kind of struggled and when we came back our one of my brothers when he came back um was just sitting in front of the tv didn't know how to work the tv so it was just staring at a blank screen at two in the morning mm. and my dad came out and was like what are you you want to watch tv like what are you doing and and he was just like I don't know what to do with my life mm-hmm. I mean just so so drastic and that's what that's what happened to me too I I came home and for probably like six months to a year I didn't want to be home mm-hmm. I just wanted to go home back on my mission I even you know I had dreams where where I got called to go back again. And I was mm. so excited. It was almost like, you know, at the beginning of your mission, you have those dreams where you get to go back home mm. and you're excited. Mm. I was having dreams when I got home from my mission that I got to go back on my mission. Mm. And I was just so excited to go back. And then, and then I, when that didn't happen, I just, it was, it was hard to wake up in the mornings. Um, and I just struggled with, with not being able to feel the spirit mm. as strongly. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't bearing testimony all the time, like I was before. And then even when I did, um, it just didn't feel the same. And so I struggled with wanting, when I came back, just trying to cultivate that, that missionary spirit. And, uh, um, I lived in, I lived in Rexburg for a while, surrounded by good people and doing all of the things that I, that I needed to do, reading my scriptures, praying. Uh, I was volunteering at the temple. I was Um, going to the temple, I was magnifying my calling and trying to do everything that I could. And it just, you know, nothing was the same. Mm. And, uh, and I didn't feel like I felt the spirit as strongly. And, uh, you know, I, I would talk to my roommates about it and they, you know, we all kind of came to the conclusion like, yeah, like, you know that's just kind of what happens as you come back you don't feel this as strongly but it's okay and and I was like yeah absolutely and then I went to state conference like a, a random state conference almost right after that and there was another kid that got up and was like was like if anyone tells you that you can't have the same spirit that you had when you were on your mission like they're full of f-. and they just and the, and I was just like oh man so there must be something wrong with me and mm-hmm. I just and I think that was the hard thing for me is that I I kept thinking that I was doing something wrong or I wasn't doing something enough and I just but I I felt like I couldn't do any more. I was reading my scriptures for hours a day and and going to um I was taking religion classes and and doing everything that I was supposed to do and just not feeling the same.
2: So uh, how did you ever get out of that of that uh, mindset or are feeling? you still living it? <laughs>
0: it's 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 taken me it's taken me a long time um i think one of the things that helped me the most was understanding how the spirit spoke to me mm. um and again for for years i thought i thought there was something wrong with me i thought that i just was doing doing the wrong things or that i just wasn't doing enough and um really what it actually boiled down to I think is that when when I was on my mission I needed needed to feel a strong spirit because up until then I just didn't hadn't you mm-hmm. know growing up I wasn't a, a super strong member of the church um, and so I had some scattered moments where I felt the spirit but um, I felt like when I was on my mission, I needed to know and learn what the spirit was, mm-hmm. and so I had these really strong, amazing experiences that that mm-hmm. kind of helped me to understand. But but then, uh, what what I think I was supposed to learn from that was again how I was supposed to be feeling the spirit, or how mm-hmm. how I could listen to the spirit. And so when I when I came home and I wasn't feeling the same way, I thought that I was doing the wrong thing. But I think back on kind of that whole experience that I was, that I had and I was being guided the whole time. And I -hmm. I had different thoughts that would come to my mind and just, um, I was so worried about whether or not it was like me or the spirit and, and things like that, that, that I, I, I would kind of freeze and not even act on anything. Um, so I I mean kind of answering your question, I'm still figuring it out. Um and so I, I do feel like I'm I'm kind of in that process of understanding. But um I'm definitely in a much better place at this point. It's you know, it's only it's been twelve years. I'm still figuring it out, but um but yeah, I feel like I'm I'm starting to understand that that I was meant to learn what the spirit was when I was on my mission and not to say that you can't have just still that strong feeling and impression but I I feel as though kind of the purpose in this life is finding and understanding what how the spirit speaks to you and uh, and because we're because we change in our lives mm-hmm. we we have to learn and adapt to uh, to the spirit as well and so again I've just I've had different experiences in my life where I had just a hard, fast, do not do this, mm-hmm. and maybe only once or twice in my life. Um, but most of the other times, it's just a quick thought that goes through my mind of, like, I'll walk a little slower, and, and you know, and then someone would start talking to me mm-hmm. um, and things like that that I didn't again, I just was like, oh, that's just my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Never really attributing it to the Lord speaking to me or the Spirit kind of guiding me. Um, And so for years, I just, I never attributed it to that. And I think now, you know, within the past couple of months, I've started to understand more of of how the Spirit is speaking to me. And, And I've just been trying to act whenever I can you know, whether, whether I think it's, you know, weird or not, I just, I go for it and then just see what happens. Sometimes nothing happens, but at least I, at least I went for it and I don't have to have this feeling of regret. Like, Oh, I should have done that. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like for me, it's actually easier to recognize when the spirit leaves, if I'm doing something wrong, but because we have the spirit with us all the time, it's so hard to even like recognize that it's the spirit. So yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying.
2: Yes. I would like to ask you, what would you tell, you know, young people that are probably going through something similar, something, someone who is preparing to go on a mission, who is in a mission or coming back from another mission? (laughs) Because now you, you have lived, you know, like 10, you said 10, 12 years Mm -hmm. from that experience. Uh, And it's beautiful to see that you can see it in, in retrospective now. You can yeah. see, you can look back and say, "This is what was happening to me," and I can tell that probably it was hard for you to go yeah. through that. Probably the first, like you said, uh, first few, uh, first year after your mission. And so, what will you tell them? What will you tell someone who is going through something similar?
0: I think, I think what I would say, and I, again, just kind of reiterating that finding how the spirit speaks to you um, and and hold on to that and, and find those moments where the spirit speaks to you and hold on to those moments and really just, just don't give up. It's, it's, it's a challenging transition to go from and it's a radical transition to go from serving the Lord a hundred percent of the time and just giving everything that you possibly can to the Lord to coming home and, and trying to make time for the Lord, mm-hmm. and and that that kind of changes um, as you come back, and uh, and I would say to most, I would, and I would say to most, don't be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a stake president that came, and again, I I would just, I, would, I I always beat myself up. It was so easy to to blame myself and say like you're just not doing enough. Um, and I had a stake president come at one point in my schooling that just was was like, "Hey guys, really lay off yourselves. Like, is it, you are doing so much better than you think you are." Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's become a mantra that I've started to kind of carry with myself is is that I'm doing better than I think I am, and I and I can always do better, mm-hmm. and I can I can find ways to better myself, and but. I I can I can still look in the moment and uh, and think about all the good things that I've done mm-hmm. and think about all the good things I've done up to that point and uh, and I think I think we dwell we start to dwell on some of those negative aspects yes. we start to let those things drag us down instead of seeing some of those uh, all of the amazing things and good mm-hmm. things um and I think that's that's where the challenge comes is is we we start to become clou- you know clouded in darkness. We the desires of our hearts are are good, and but we we're not always seeing all of the amazing things. So we need
2: to give ourselves grace. That's mm-hmm. what I'm hearing you saying, and probably allowing the the savior to give us his grace that is always there, right? Yeah, no, no for sure.
0: I think yeah. grace is something that we don't necessarily talk Mm -hmm. as much about because we always talk about how we how we need to put our best foot forward and we need to be doing all that we can Mm -hmm. and and but there's just so much that the lord picks up for us and and we have to have the lord pick up for us because we're just we're not perfect and we're not going to be perfect is it in the essence of of his level but but we can be perfect at who we are in our moment in the moment and I think as we continue in our lives there's just moments of perfection that are different for each of us depending on where we are where we're at and who we we are and we can reach those levels and understand kind of better who we can be and what what better outcomes we can have for ourselves as we continue to progress Mm
2: -hmm. that is so beautiful I have to tell you I You know i have known you for a few years now because of the connection with your parents and because you have been in elena's uh, world but i i i I have sensed that you are a sensitive person (laughs) (laughs) i was there i think a few months ago when uh, it was a testimony meeting yeah and you shared your testimony and i was just touched touched by the spirit (laughs) I, I don't remember everything you said, but but you said it with such love and, and grace towards people. So I can see that, uh, you know, that experience that you had simply gave you some gave you sensitivity. So how do you try to help people when they are feeling down? Because you already know how that feels.
0: Yeah, I doing that. It, it's it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um I know that not everybody is the same as me, but what I've under what I've understood about myself throughout the years is that people can say whatever they want to me, and I and I will normally just brush it off and say, "Oh, you know, they say that to everybody, or they're just being nice, or they're just, mm-hmm. you know." And, and for years, I couldn't, you know, t- accept a compliment. You know, someone would sh- share a compliment mm-hmm. with me, and I'd. In turn, turn around and be like, "Well, no, no, I'm, I'm nothing. You're amazing. Let me tell you all the things that make you amazing." And. Uh,
2: but you want people to believe you, right? And yeah. I want people to believe me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you believing me when and I'm and <laughs> telling you <laughs> that you're sensitive? <laughs> exactly. No. And, and it's
0: and it's it's one of those catch right? Yes. you know, where you're like you're like, oh, but I I need to believe it myself, but you know, I need to accept what other people say, but I can't do that without. Yes. And uh, and I, I realized that I needed to be willing to to say that about myself, and so I'd have to look at myself in the mirror and and kind of say these things about myself, and and it was hard. I really didn't like it at first, um, because it was so easy for me to to think of myself negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up doing a lot of sports and things like that, I just it was easier for to look at all the negative things about you know my my stroke, you know, doing swimming, looking at my stroke and things like mm-hmm. that, all of the things that I was doing wrong and never really looking at the things that I was doing good. And so when those things would start to come up in my life, I was like, yeah, good things, but like what What can I do to fix myself? That's that's all I was really focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I've started to try to do with people recently is that I, I will share things with them that I believe to be true about them. Um, but then I... I I'll challenge those people to say, you know, and say, hey, when you go home, it doesn't have to be today, but when you go home, I want you to take some of the things that I said about you and I want you to look in the mirror and, and say those things about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I want you to try to do that until it becomes second nature and it, and it doesn't feel super weird to say. Um, and you don't have to believe it right away. But just slowly see if you can start to believe these good things that people see in you, mm-hmm. um, because I think you can then start to uh, start to see those things about mm-hmm. yourself. I was I was joking with some of my friends, and well, I mean not joking, kind of seriously, talking to some of my friends, and I was like, guys, we're we're pretty great, <laughs> like we go a little bit above and beyond to the point that it, we we maybe need to kind of pull in the reins a little bit but like we go above and beyond for people and i just, i don't think that everybody does this mm. and i did think for a long time that like yeah everybody does this everybody's willing to just do anything for anybody but but i don't see it as much anymore and i and i i have these great friends that are just willing to give up the shirt off their back, willing to do anything that they can to lift other people's spirits because they want everyone to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from a place and an understanding from all of us knowing and kind of struggling through our lives to accept that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so because we've struggled with that, we we don't want other people to have to struggle with that if we don't have to. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to brag about Toshi for a second, because uh, no, yeah, because I I did um, happen to like be at Toshi's house once recently, and and then he talked to me for like a really long time <laughs> about one of my problems. Like, I mean, he just he just listened to me, like, and he was just so sweet. <laughs> like, I don't know, just. Yeah, like you're saying, he was so sensitive and he was just really good at listening and asking me questions and stuff and really helped me to like, to feel better about myself. Cause I, I mean, yeah, just like what he's describing, I really hate myself sometimes and I can't accept that I'm doing a good job, but he was like, he was just so awesome. So <laughs> go Toshi. Oh, good. Yeah, so the thing is
2: that, you know, we need to realize that the Lord works through us. You know, when we are giving grace to other people, it's, it's the Lord you know, helping us be an instrument in His hand so we can help people feel His love. Mm -hmm. And so we we need to believe that when other people are trying to do the same thing to us, it's true that it's the Savior who's probably, you know, inspired them to come in a a rescue. And that's why I feel that, you know, it's so important to to have a community, to have friends, because we need each other. We need to support each other. We need to help each other. And, uh, and receive that grace from the Savior through other people.
0: Uh, absolutely. And I think that's we be, we've, we've become so um, we become so ingrained in, in what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And we I don't know, someone brought up a train analogy the other day that we're like trains kind of going like chugging along and then things break down on our train mm-hmm. and we've got to work on those and fix them. But we, we become so focused on our train. That we're, we, th- we think that everyone else's trains are going fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, like, man, I'm the only one that's broken down right mm-hmm. now. When in reality, pretty much everybody's at a standstill. And we're, mm-hmm. we're all at different points. And not to say that we're not moving forward, but we're, we're, we're moving along really yes. slowly. But most people aren't doing it alone. Yes. We have the grace of the Lord helping us, but we also have other people That are coming to help us, Mm -hmm. and it's that willingness to let other people help. And I think that's that's the other thing that I'm I'm trying to work on. Yes, (laughs) I'm trying to work on. I'm not quite there yet. um letting other people help me because I can I can admit that I I need help. Yes, Um,
2: that's part of it for sure. But okay, let's let's uh, change gears for a little while here. Okay, and this is kind of related because you know. One way to, that we can help other people is by hugging them.
0: <laughs> yes, yes.
2: And I know you were <laughs> having a conversation about hugs.
0: It's true. Can you
2: share with, with me <laughs> some of those things that you were talking about? Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> I just don't understand. See, this is going to be a weird soapbox. but I'm going to stand up. For, no, I'm just kidding. Um, um, it's just interesting to me when when people hug, people will almost put up barriers mm, right really, and so but when they're
2: hugging that's when they're when they're okay. hugging
0: and maybe and maybe some of this is just on yes. me but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um but when I give somebody a hug I just I go all out, in all yeah. in yeah. and I just I kind of wrap embrace, them in my arms and I embrace yeah. every person that I see um whereas you know I know other people will will almost kind of like kind of keep themselves a little distant so
2: it's like so this, they, their hands like yeah this. their
0: their hands are they, they they almost make like a box with their body and so you can't like get closer to like embrace them and so they kind yeah. of like keep their distance from you and I was like, hey, just let me in it's okay like let's <laughs> let's have a conversation first but <laughs> no I just I, it's it's been it's been interesting to me that you know as I get to know people, Sometimes they'll like embrace me back, yes. and they'll they'll give me kind of a full hug back. Um, but I've 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 never had different ways of hugging. I guess <laughs> this is sounding so weird as I'm hearing it in the headphones. Talk saying it out loud. Um, but I've always just kind of given as much of a hug as I can because yes. I I know the I know what I. What I enjoy,
2: yeah.
0: um, and and that's th- that hug, kind of in the way that I'm giving the hug. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm trying to diagnose myself as, as I'm talking. Is maybe <laughs> maybe I'm trying to help people to to feel loved in well, yes. in every embrace, yes. right? And it's like, and I just I I I, I love hugging. Hugging is yes. great, but well, I just I yeah.
2: The thing is that I have felt the savior's love through someone's embrace. You know, and okay. I have been able to also feel the need that someone has of love when I have embraced people. And you can tell the difference that that makes, you know, on them. Um, I think I, I read somewhere or I, I heard years ago that uh, they, they did a study, and uh, one of the things that, that gives us um, happiness is, is hugs. And they, but they say that they had to be long, long hugs, you know, like eight seconds at least. If you if you get and give eight second hugs like three or four every day, I can't remember the number. They said that that will make a difference in mm-hmm. your happiness. So I think it makes sense. You know, uh, we are becoming a society that we are so distant in a way. You know, it's oh, hard sure. to look you know eye to eye or to the eyes and giving handshakes. You know, we were talking about that yeah. the other day. <laughs> that sometimes people just will just stand their hand like. They want you to kiss their hand, but they don't really shake your hand. And and of course, people are different, you know, but I I always wonder um, why we keep distance sometimes and and hugging people and shaking hands and looking people in the eye can can make that connection and can help us feel the love of God Mm -hmm. through, through each other. So. Yeah, no. I wanted to I, make sure just, we talked you know, about hugs. I just love that we were like,
1: because it, it was at your devotional where we were like rating people as they gave you hugs.
0: Like. I never got below a 10, though I, I felt pretty good about you that. You gave the best hugs. I felt especially. pretty good about that. But. Yes.
2: Oh, well, my, my husband and I, you know, we had experiences uh, as we traveled around the world with my previous Um We would many times go to devotionals with with missionaries Mm -hmm. and usually before or after the devotional you know we will stand and the missionaries will line up and they will come to to greet us so we made it a point that i will hug all the sisters and my Mm -hmm. husband will hug all the all the elders
0: oh nice
2: and it was such a beautiful experience to be able to hug them and you could tell the ones that were hungry for a hug because sometimes they would just stay in our, on our shoulder, and weep, and uh, it was such a beautiful connection with them. And uh, you know, I I I always tell told that story to mission presidents and and see, and uh, mission leaders. You know, the wife and the husband, because I I I realized that it can make a big difference for a missionary that is away from their home. Mm-hmm. You know they they don't see their parents their family they are trying to do their best they're struggling with many things and for them to receive a hug it, it made a big difference. so so after we always did it and and it was always a great experience
0: oh, i could see that i don't know why we're becoming so distant yes as you know with with the physical touch and everything like that or it's But yeah, it's, it's, it's gotta be, it it was such a big deal when we would get hugs. It was, you know, normally handshakes and, and everything and, you know, being, you know, being a, being a man and being like, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm strong. I don't need that. And like, I, you know, you making a sensitive remark and it's like, no, 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 we're, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) And then the, the decibels of your. Your voice have to drop a little bit as you're talking because <laughs> you're, you're okay. But
2: So the thing, Josh Toshi, is that you can give hugs to elders. Anytime you see an elder, you can give, give him a, t- a hug because I try to do that with sisters, no matter where I see them. Um, and it's not only them that need hugs. Everybody needs a hug, okay. but it would be weird to go around and hugging everyone, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, no. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I,
1: might, I might have to cut this out, but... No. <laughs> 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 like the irony of like just was it last night? <laughs> what was this? Yeah. Okay, like just barely. We were at a restaurant with some of our friends and
0: <laughs> this seems a little different, but go, go ahead. Okay, since your-
1: this, this is related. Go ahead, go ahead and finish yes. your <laughs> So I was cold. Like okay. I was wearing and I was drinking a really cold smoothie so I got cold in the restaurant in September yeah and so I just like started cuddling with the girl next to me Katrina and eventually I was just like I was so cold that I just like sat on her lap and everything and then it just became like this whole row of women just totally like cuddling in a really they were like so embarrassed to to know us I mean you
0: know
2: He would never do that. It
0: was a little longer than eight seconds. you know no, it was beautiful it was beautiful no, I would love to you, that you, you yeah. definitely shared a moment and you bonded that night like for, for five sure. minutes for no, no okay. much longer okay. it was it was a solid 20 minutes
2: okay and you were like okay something
0: is wrong here and i and i was sitting there like is the check coming <laughs> oh my gosh what are we doing here let's let's get out of here
2: don't do that to your
0: friends and don't embarrass your friends. No, no. They, and they were all loving it. Like I said, they were all of the girls that were that were hugging, they were loving it. it well, was,
2: now you know that you need to carry blankets in your car. Yes. No, well, so that's
0: in when case you take in
1: case off your something. jacket and offer it to the cute girl. Right. But they
0: were not
2: wearing jackets, were yeah, they? Yeah, I,
0: <laughs> I offered my t shirt, but you you guys were embarrassed for, for for me to do that. So I figured okay. You know, this is a two way street, right? So if I can't take my shirt off in public to give you guys a shirt, then I feel like you shouldn't be able to cuddle with each other for a half an hour in, in, in an Applebee's.
2: Yeah, but just carry some blankets. I'll from carry now. some blankets from yeah. now.
0: On. I had a sleeping bag, but I didn't think they wanted
1: that. Okay, so the question we like to ask all the guests is what does it mean to you to consecrate your life to Jesus Christ?
0: I wish you'd have prepared me for Sorry, this.
1: just you can think about it. I'll edit the silence. <laughs> <in> the
0: <laughs> or maybe leave the pause in. That makes it seem like I'm really just like <laughs> contemplating it, like, and then I talk through. Then I can't actually think. Okay, now I'm gonna think about it. So, I think kind of, kind of what I would have touched on a little bit earlier, but consecrating. Consecrating myself to the Lord, yes, it's okay, <laughs> is to me trying to do kind of like what we were talking about earlier that you are actively trying to search for those that are in need of comfort mm-hmm. and providing that comfort to, to others that we're not so wrapped up and worried about our train. Still moving, but that we're looking at other people's and trying to help them along as well. Mm-hmm. I felt like the Savior's life was was in service to to all of us, and uh, I think that that in order to consecrate ourselves to the Lord, we need to love love everyone and try to to help everyone to understand that love um, that the Savior has for them.
1: Mm-hmm that's beautiful it's and you know you were so good at living that by the way that's <laughs> yes. great yes. Well,
2: we appreciate you yeah. coming to, to talk with us mm-hmm. no, thanks it's, for the invite beautiful. yeah
1: yeah okay we're good yeah did you almost just call him yoshi by the way
2: yeah so you can you can
1: no yeah i want to keep that in you should probably
0: keep that in that'll go really well with the all of the other words and like names that people have called me i get called dr yoshi all the time let me
2: me say toshi so you can replace it so tell me toshi (laughs) We're grateful that Toshi was willing
1: to come on our podcast and we're so grateful that you took the time to listen. If you like what you hear, please take a moment to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to our podcast. And if you ever want to get in contact with us, you can follow us on Instagram at consecratingpod to stay updated with all of our shows. And we hope that you listen next time.